All right. Thanks for everyone who listened to the last episode. Uh, all the feedback was really great, and I look forward to hearing more, as always. I'm trying to better and improve little by little, obviously, and uh, I seem to have been running into a little bit of confusion regarding my criticism of the left, and um, I really want people to understand where I'm coming from because most of the feedback about the first conversation was good, but I think there was some confusion about where I'm coming from. So while I hope that the nation progresses, there are some good and bad ways to do it. As far as uh, the goals of, say, liberal people go, another analogy might actually make this more clear. Maybe you find a kitten stuck in a tree. That's a bad thing. We should do something about it. We need to get the kitten out of the tree, and there are several ways that you can do that. One way to fail at that is to be sidetracked and maybe even hate the tree for ever letting the kitten get stuck in it. The analogy might be failing right now, but one way you can certainly try to get the kitten out of the tree is to cut or burn down the tree. This will this is clearly a failure to achieve your original goal that you intended and will probably end up killing the kitten. So what's your goal and how are you going to achieve it? Are you accounting for basic human missteps that may occur along the way and how are you going how are you coping with this? If your answer is to change people in some way as opposed to accepting the way that people may behave and adjusting your idea or institution to account for it, then you may be more idealistic than is healthy. It takes quite a bit to acknowledge this on a regular basis. But it's just some thoughts. Um okay. This week I spoke to one of my oldest friends. He's, uh, we've known each other for almost 20 years now, and he's always been somewhat of a mentor to me. And I respect his opinion perhaps more than anyone else that I can really name offhand. Um, he really is one of the more intelligent people I know. He works in uh, food tech consulting, and uh, he's the co-founder of at least two companies that I know in the Bay Area. Uh, we spoke about religion meaning, AI, technology, ethical dilemmas. Um, he's even agreed to come back on so that we can uh, speak soon about uh, the way science and technology can go badly, either in the future or in the past, including eugenics, designer babies, deep fakes, etc. Uh, but perhaps I'll just let him speak for himself. So without further ado, I give you Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because the point of it was, I wanted to. Um, you have like these ideas that you form in your head, and you just you go yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. like ten years. Some of these years I've been for, especially about like religion stuff. Some yeah, of them yeah. are like almost twenty years I've been yeah. thinking about some of these. It things. It takes time to unpack, like, and it's hard to exactly. Get it so all out. I have all those, and I'm like, I want to, and it's not like I want people to believe what I'm believing. I don't yeah, care. Just I just want, yeah. I wanted to get it out. I want someone to challenge it because yeah. it's well, not healthy just to let those spin around in there all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So I mean, let's. Uh, you know, let's try to listen, hear it, and like I know it's tough because you want to go back and forth, and it's yeah. funny too. But um, that was, that's something I noticed. It was like I was like, can't keep track of a lot of it, and like then you sort of like tangent stuff. I'm like, whoa, yeah. Right, so, but um, 
right. And I'll, I'll move around because I'm just a shifty. A shifty yeah, guy, yeah. I'll no try problem. not to. So. Tell me about it. I got ADHD at the ass. Yeah, same here. That was my December. official official diagnosis. Really? Yeah, I got it back in like June of this year, and really? like after seeing just psychiatrist after psychiatrist, therapist after mm-hmm. therapist, and finally I went to the psychiatrist after like ten years, and she's like, "Have you ever been tested for ADD?" I'm like, "No, I don't have ADD." She's like, "You have ADD." Yeah. And it's like one of those things where it's not that I fidget. It's that I'm never, I'm always in my head. Mm-hmm. No, so I'm sure. never, I'm I was guilty. never present. Yeah, I'm guilty of that a lot. Just constantly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and um, anyway, so why I wanted to have you, I wanted to have you on like my first couple because cause you're you're the guy. You're uh, the guy who got me started when I was, I mean, I probably, I'm sure would have, there was going to be somebody at some point. Yeah. But I think, I don't know when I met you. When I was 13, you had to have been. I was no, I think you were 11. 11? Yeah. And it was I earlier think, than I, was I thought. second year in college. I was like 19. 20? 19? Yeah. So I was probably 11. And yeah, yeah that's the... Because my parents weren't... They're not thinkers. I mean, my dad was a mechanic and my mom works in an office or she had daycare. I mean, they're, they're not giving me like grand philosophical arguments about, you yeah. know, this or that. So you're the first person who yeah. challenged authority in front of me. And I was like, oh, no. Like you're kind of your world kind of crumbles, and that's like when you realize your parents are like, yeah, just like just like children, like like you just, like there's this point in your childhood when you realize like, oh, adults are just as stupid as kids, and like, yeah, they can be, and, yeah, and super silly, and that for me was when I was probably eleven or twelve, and we started talking about like just questioning people, and and you were probably kind of an ass back then just like i am <laughs> like where you'd like right in people's faces like like you're like no that's not true and people are like oh shit <laughs> and like well people take it as like you being an ass but yeah it's like it doesn't come from there it's just like well no that's not true and you said it's true so it's not like it doesn't but they take it as like yeah it's hard to it's hard to people always take things you know most people actually always go to emotion a lot of times how often do you actually have like a legit philosophical argument or just a topic just and that's not objective. intuitive it's not i mean it's yeah reason isn't 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 the baseline for humans is not to be reasonable yeah and i mean i'm like that was what 20 years ago when we first met so over that time i mean 20 years yeah 39 so i'm definitely matured a lot and grown in life experiences so it's yeah it's interesting but um yeah i always thought it was healthy and at least when i was in college you know college to me it was more of like I went there to go, you know, for sports and stuff like that. And the one thing, the one teacher that just resonated, he was just like, question everything. That just stuck with me. And it's just like, yeah. whether what it is, you know, break down your own assumptions, question it, and sort of like lived by that. And and you were at Chico State for four years? Yeah. Yeah, Chico State, yeah. Yeah, it's weird how just like you can hear that a thousand times and then just the one, the yeah. right person will say it and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It kind of just makes sense. It clicks. Now. It's just weird. There's no... Yeah. yeah, I try to tell people like when you're in college and stuff like that, it's you can have the the right professor and the right person who kind of who you kind of uh, attach to can really have a profound effect. Whereas if you have a bad teacher, it's just like Jesus Christ, yeah. get me out of here. Yeah, you dismiss it and just like okay, take it for granted. I remember I took like a French history something and i took this this lady and she i just we could not get along and i i got a c in her fucking class and i went back i took her again she gave me another she gave me a c minus i did worse the second time and i took her a third time i was like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna win this lady over 
and I'm going to get a good grade in this class. And I got a D plus in the last class. <laughs> it's the last class I ever took in college for in Santa Barbara. I got a D plus. That's I was like, funny. oh, my God, I'm not going yeah. to pass. That's funny. That lady hated me. She didn't know anything to do with me. Um, and I was like, it was like I started with history, and then I got super into philosophy. And then, like, when yeah. I was almost done, I was like, oh, I still have to take, like, another history class. Fuck, man. I, don't, I have no time for this. I don't yeah, want to do that's this. funny. It's like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. But, um, so, like, uh, back in the day, that, so I've been thinking about this a lot um, as in regards to, like, religion. Because back in the day, we were, it was, like, the militant atheist period mm-hmm. where we were super in people's faces. Yeah. And, of course, we were because I was the first time, at least in American history, where you could be yeah. outspoken. It was okay. It was like, oh, my gosh, we can actually, like, challenge this authority in front of people. And what we did was we argued against the Bible literally. Mm-hmm. Um, the literal word for word of the Bible, and we could do it for the Quran or whatever. And that's when like these big prominent like mm-hmm. new atheists came into play, mm-hmm. and um, and religious people would have the argument with them, and they would just get destroyed over and over again. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know why these people are doing this. Um, and the it took atheists me, like, or the, the 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 people the uh, Christians right? would get yeah, yeah. demolished in these because yeah. what they they wanted. Atheists wanted to argue the literal, literal yeah. word for word of the Bible, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that." And they never should have done that because because you're wrong. Like, how are you going to prove that God exists when no one's been able to do it for two thousand yeah, years? Yeah. And and it's and you know it's interesting is um, you know back then you know that was sort of like the factually just I'm gonna argue against it just like tit for tat right on it and but like you know if you look at you know religion now and like spirituality you know because it's it's, you know, it's prominent and it's it's more about the values than yeah. the language you know and language changes over time and it's like okay yeah you could it says some pretty dumb shit in there but it's like there's also like if you read it and you read the Quran and stuff like there's some profound stuff that was 2,000 years ago by you know yeah and things that still apply yeah and it still applies so it's you know getting into that and like because I know there's like um like the Sam Harris's in the world who are just like staunch, you know, atheists, and I mean, it's cool. It's yeah, fine, but it still it's like, is. Yeah, he was a big hero of mine back. I still, yeah. I mean, I love, I like him a lot. He's yeah. the most, the most articulate person yeah. in existence. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But then I think the like what so what they did wrong is I think they didn't argue against the Bible metaphorically, and yeah. it's it's literally false but metaphorically true. Yeah, um, which is weird. Now that I'm 30, coming back. Yeah. And you know, just kind of having this weird spiritual transformation where I'm still, I mean, I mean I'm still an atheist in a yeah. lot of respects, but you kind of, you see what that kind of thinking did to the world where we just kept tearing down, tearing down, tearing down. Mm-hmm. And then when there was nothing left, it's like, we always said, oh, we'll just use reason for all those yeah. things. We'll just reason our way into everything. And it's like, well, people don't do that. They like, yeah. And it's, it, no, it's complete. I think it's, well, I think it's true. I think reason you know, it's it's good, but did you read that book? Um, I, I we talked about like was it last week? The Jonathan Hyde book, why Righteous, righteous Mind? People, yeah. No, I'm I'm like a chapter in or something okay. listening to it. And it was cool because it you know it was it ex- explains things from academic point of view of like why people you know go Democratic or Republican, and it was just academic. So in that regard, it was interesting. And the one thing is there was a philosopher, David Hume, uh-huh. Scottish philosopher, and he was basically saying that his quote was reason is slave to the passions hmm. and he, he was saying that um people he, or uh excuse me the artist not the artist um jonathan was basically saying that intuition guides first so you learn through intuition and oftentimes people find reason to support an argument they already have that's his thought 
Yeah. So if you look at it, it's interesting, and it's like you know any subject you think about, it makes you think. It's like how much is it? Like, yeah. am I supporting it a bias? You might you might you know? be trying to be reasonable, but yeah. you're not. You're just finding argu- people like on and they find yeah. arguments just to support how they feel and what they they didn't realize probably came through intuition and other forces. So it was interesting in that regard. And you didn't choose what yeah. you first heard or how you grew up or yeah. what base assumptions you have in your mind yeah. in the beginning and. Yeah, it's funny that um, so uh, who is it? I think Jordan Peterson talks about a lot about uh, Nietzsche and like Solzhenitsyn, and he was saying that. Um, and I've been listening to him a lot because I'm weirdly obsessed right now. But uh, Jordan he, Peterson, yeah, boy, he got me into reading Nietzsche again, and I hadn't read Nietzsche since I was probably like 19. Because when you get into philosophy, everyone regards it as like kind of like uh, like childish. Which is weird for me because the guy can turn a phrase, dude. Yeah. And he can really he can really write as as opposed to like and he's easier to read. Whereas if when when I was in like graduate school, we're reading like Hegel and I I always forget the book, but it's like five hundred pages, and you're trying to understand Hegel's dialectic. And I remember I spent a graduate seminar, and every day not the whole period, but we'd spend like a half hour reading a paragraph of the preface and arguing through it yeah. and we didn't get through the preface that it, book. Yeah, that's it yeah. that's all we did that's how deep that was and it's was, just yeah. to unpack so like there's that kind of philosophy which is honestly fucking annoying yeah and then there's I thought Nietzsche was really good what Nietzsche said is we eroded when the enlightenment happened and the enlightenment happened he argues probably because of Christianity because a lot of those truths like truth finding individualism mm-hmm. um, those kind of things were embedded into Christianity at the beginning so that kind of led to the enlightenment and that kind of this uh, destructive truth telling is kind of what he calls it. It's where we question and question and question and destroy and, and the yeah. foundations of things. He said that uh, that that famous famous line, which I used to celebrate, uh, "God is dead." Yeah, I thought it was celebratory, but what it was is a warning. Yeah. He was warning us that when you kill God, you destroy the foundation of Western civilization. Mm-hmm. And he said people would fall into one, they'd be more predisposed to totalitarianism, which we saw in the 20th century and yeah. we see now. And, um, or communism. They, they banned religion. And, and, a lot, and that's kind of exactly, but yeah. still religious, and they, they put a figurehead at the top of it. Yeah. Like people would always, we'd always argue like, yeah. oh, that was like a bad version of atheism. It's like it wasn't. They would, they put a figurehead at the top and worshipped him like yeah. a god. So, yeah. um, And then he, uh, Nietzsche also said that People would fall into soul-crushing nihilism, and he kind of put yeah. it a couple different ways, like negative and positive nihilism. And and man, like I thought when I read that, I was like, that is that's the truest thing I've I've read in a long time. Because um, so what do you, I mean? What do you think? I mean, it's interesting because you have you know a degree in history and philosophy. You know a lot, probably more than most people, right? In that, those fields, like what do you think on like you know nihilism? Like, do you think you know it's worth going through life without purpose we're just here and we're gone one moment is that that good enough or like i don't think like so a lot of people for me like like a positive nihilism would be like i'm a speck on a speck in an ocean of specks in another ocean yeah and there's no meaning to be found there. Yeah. And I can see, like, when people want to, like, convince me to be religious or whatever, I see the, it's like this fear and this wanting to, yeah. to matter. Yeah. I understand where that feeling comes from. And for me, like, the positive aspect of, like, that nihilistic thinking, that, like, that unpurpose, unpurposefulness, like, I never thought of myself, I'm, I don't think I'm a nihilist, but it's that 
objectively, you don't matter. You really mm-hmm. don't. And so meaning has to be interpreted into your life and subjective. So for me, with philosophical training, I guess, for at least six or seven years, I can live like that, I feel like. I'm like yeah. I'm, very, I'm the happiest I've ever yeah. been. But as a society, do I think that people can... So I don't think... So I thought maybe it just hasn't come to fruition yet, but I don't think he was... I don't think people are just going to be like, oh, there's no purpose, and then we're all going to be like absurdist or like this crazy. Th- I think yeah. that God whole, that is, it's innate. It's innately human. And we, if you dig God out of it, people are still going to fill that. Yeah. So the more I look around, the more I see people like, oh, you're not religious, but you're religious. Like, well, spiritual. Spiritual, right? but it comes in many forms, is what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah, even even your nuns, even your non-religious people, even me, um, like when I always make fun of people, uh, guys and girls, because I said the new religions um, of today of young, it's usually young people. Young guys <laughs> is conspiracy theories. Any younger guy you talk about is just obsessed because that's the yeah. the man upstairs that you don't know about. The government's yeah. gonna do this, and the government you don't you have no control, and it's like, and then for young girls is even worse. My pet, my biggest fucking pet peeve in the world is uh, astrology any Um, young girl between the ages of 13 and like 24 is obsessed with astrology that's actually interesting is um you know going back you know on spirituality is i i believe it's it's core to human you can't like there's there's no society that has not had spirituality ever on any continent you can't like probably describe it with like tools it just it's weird civilizations you never touch they have this so it's like what is this is this something like a manifestation from tribal family to uh, society is that yeah to me it's one of the building the glues that held society together in the beginning is ways once you know um what book was it it was uh i can't remember but it was there i think that one of the thoughts was like when you go from like hunter gatherers and tribes and families like once you might have been gangsters and steel or something or sapiens or um i think a bunch of them talk about that you go from hunter gatherers to like a big where you don't know everybody that you see and you need something to yeah and it was one of those together glue spiritual glues if you will that make this society hey we we have a we transition to agrarian you got crops and you know it's like you can't just you can't say it doesn't exist you yeah. know so it's interesting and just thinking about that um you know because it's been there in everywhere and the funny thing about astrology is there's a lot of there's a, actually a subset of like people that are like oh organized religion and you no know, jesus and i'm just speaking just objectively it's like that's stupid but i'm like mercury retrograde just ended last week i'm <laughs> like that is equally as you know, ridiculous if you, you know, believe that. I'm like, come on. Like, the planet is in retrograde, and you think telecommunications is I mean, going down? And, like, come it's on. It's like, It's pseudoscience. It is, like, people, no, people will be like, well, yeah. no, did you know that, like, yeah. and, and I'm like, no, it's pseudoscience. And they're like, well, no, well, have yeah. you ever heard of angles? And, uh, yeah. like, just, but you're just it, saying science words. It is. It, it's sort of like the same just rationale where some people trying to... Uh, answer to literal interpretation of oh no that's why i recognize it it's yeah, like so, oh i've had this conversation before it, it just, i just it, had it yeah. with a different person on a different and subject like from my like my belief like a lot of my co-workers you know they're like uh, was it retrograde just ended on the election and blah 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 i'm like you know i don't care about it if you want to believe that it makes you happy cool if, if Pluto, jupiter and mercury and retrograde simultaneously 
cool you know it's, yeah like, but it's yeah it's, it's fascinating just you know and it, i just sort of question is like there's inherent beliefs behind things it's just people just like i want to anchor my belief system on astrology mm-hmm. or you know maybe a crayon or whatever language. it just it's interesting cause i think people need that yeah and it's just i don't you know do I, so when you bring up like you know atheists and it's like believing in nothing is like you know is it could that one be a belief you're just believing in nothing i don't think it's possible I, I, yeah i don't you know i used to think i was like maybe we could but no they just you're just gonna feel that it's so innate yeah you're gonna fill with something else and you and you don't notice until you start doing it like maybe mine is yeah now that i think about maybe mine's philosophy that's i'm obsessed <laughs> i read it day yeah. and night yeah i take it as gospel i yeah. my my bible is is reason and i justify like saying that by like okay well I use like like a science kind of like self uh, correcting methodology mm-hmm. to keep bad ideas out, but sure. that's still a belief system. Like, yeah, I mean, even it's still this core to me. Yeah, even like as your know, society, we started learning more scientific. We prove things, you know, that yeah. obviously anchors to what we know. But there's still a lot of stuff that we anchor on a belief, you know, which is sort of the suspension of logic, and it's just, you know, can can that go away completely? I don't know. You know, it's interesting. So, so um, speaking of like Sam Harris and them, they had a big, it was like eight hour debate about, so in, in philosophy, it's this argument of, um, in morality called, uh, ought, ought, how do you get from ought to is, or is to ought? Mm-hmm. So how do you get from science, what is objectively in the world mm-hmm. to what you should do, uh, what you ought to do, which mm-hmm. is morality. So how do you get from science to morality? And like the Sam Harris types, the yeah. really passionate atheists would say, Oh, we can do it, you know, using reason. And I think, I forget his argument, but it's something like, well, if we can come with an objective, like, axiom, like a North Star Mm -hmm. that we can point to using, like, for this group of apes on this planet, (coughs) well-being is, like, Mm -hmm. ape well-being is probably what you want to steer towards, and you can get there somehow scientifically. and. But it's not that easy. It's the debate no. is huge. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you have your other people in the world, like your Jordan Petersons, that would say, like, no. Yeah. No, you're never – that cat's out of the bag. You're never going to put a – I mean, you're you're not going to replace Christianity with science. You're not going to replace these yeah. old religions. Yeah, and I would um, – you know, I haven't seen that, but it's – I could argue that values, cultural values, and some of these norms, whether it's Western Christian – could be a guiding principle to how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you don't need math and science to say, "Hey, treat people with respect, yeah. and give equality." That's more. That's a value. It's a principle. You know, so it's. I think there's both. I think you know you need to understand how the world works, but it's. Um, I don't think it's a replacement for, you know, cult and culture identities. Now, here, here's the interesting thing: is um, was it MIT? Um, so I read a lot of like. Harvard Business Review and MIT just, you know, they have things on LinkedIn, so it's fascinating. But one of their greatest, biggest studies had like 250,000 people um, do it. And it was, they give like, it's sort of like this thought experience, but you actually had a thought experiment. They had to um, get to record your answers. So I'm going to paraphrase. So it's like, you're in a car and you have like your child in in the passenger seat, but there's an old lady and, it's like a trolley problem. And do you, do you swerve out? You know it could kill the... Yeah, it's, an, it's a moral ethic question. Yeah, it's an and, ethical dilemma. And, and so this is... Um, they're doing this in the con- um, basis of understanding artificial intelligence. 
because one of the biggest issues on just tangent is in artificial intelligence is ethics and bias which is actually human people programming that right so in this study it was like you know do you kill your passenger and save the old person even depends who your passenger is like well, it's, a, you baby. Say it's a, a baby or a kid yeah. you know so and there was like six different scenarios and they went out to like quarter million people all around the world that's interesting and every and what they found was that um there was not one conclusive answer a lot of cultures say they value young people versus old people so when you're now in context of you're going to design artificial intelligence in autonomous vehicles you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it's look what does it kill Mm-hmm. You make because that, it has to make a decision make and a we decision. have to program it to make a decision right so the question is do you go against a cultural norm of, of alienating a big group of people because you want to save the child where they're like you know their elders are the yeah. most important so it's interesting you're like holy shit i'm glad that they fine. actually made that experiment because yeah. i always thought that when yeah. i started reading about it, i was like oh yeah. philosophers aren't going to make psychologists aren't going to make decisions lawyers are it's like, what am I least liable for? They will. They always are in there. Um, yeah. You know, in the legalese, but it's there's a determination of like you're gonna have to aspire to the highest order or whatever it is and alienate somebody. Yeah. Ultimately, right? Because yeah. you can't make everybody happy. Because and now, granted, it's sort of morbid thing, but it makes you think because like when you're doing a Thomas oh, vehicle, yeah. it's yeah, it's. I mean, it goes even further. Yeah. Where like, say you have to swerve out of the way. Yeah. You have a car full of people. Yeah. If, if that matters. Yeah. Um, you have to swerve left or right. The person on your right is a motorcyclist yep. wearing a helmet. The yep. person on your left is a motorcyclist not wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah. If you swerve right, that person's more likely to survive. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I mean, you're yeah. you're punishing somebody for wearing a helmet, and you're gonna like all these this. And it has to it has to articulate these points because the AI will articulate. You got to make a decision. So it's um, it's very fascinating and just like makes you think your life. It's you like know? what ethical? Because I mean, people are like just now thinking about this, but like this is a old school like trolley problem. If anyone doesn't know about it, it's like a trolley's headed down a track. You're on the side. You can pull a lever. Um, if you let the trolley just go, it's gonna hit five people. But if you pull the lever, it'll go off on a side track, okay. and yeah. unbeknownst to you, it'll kill one person. Yeah. So do you pull the lever and? Um, and it depends what ethical system you're like. You can go into utilitarianism, like the yeah. greatest good. Yeah. Um, what's the greatest good? Well, well, you want it to kill the one person, but yeah. you don't need it to kill that person. Yeah. So, are you violating the rights? Are they like a means yeah. to the end? Um, or you can get into like deontology of like, no, it's your duty to not violate the rights of somebody. So you should just let the trolley just go and kill the five people and like it hands off, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the right so answer to, but it's 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 insane, especially with uh, AI. That's um, that's that's weird. I, I mean, I read a lot about it, and especially like in my research, that's what I want to like. Whenever I get into tech research, that's kind of where I want to be because I don't know. I feel like more people with philosophy degrees should probably get in on that conversation. Actually, um, I think there's. You, uh, I think you talked to us in the last podcast. The um, what's that? What's that Netflix social dilemma. Social dilemma. Yeah. So yeah. how the one guy was like a philosopher and psychologist, and his mm-hmm. job was ethics at yeah. Google. That's awesome. So I think there is a spot for that, yeah. um, especially when it gets into moralities, and those companies are just everywhere. So, um, but going back to this real quick for the Nautilus thing, you know, it's interesting. Is um, I just don't think this is just my opinion that. The average person, you know, is content just, you know, like being here. And I know there's a lot of analogies saying. I know you're, I know what you mean, yeah. You know, there's a, no, no, it's not about you. Just, I just think that, you know, there's, uh, I think one of the driving 
purposes, you know, in humanity is like, you know, like Maslow's hierarchy, you know, survives on purpose. It doesn't stop off like third level. Then there's nihilism and just that's it, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. like self self actualization is, I think, one of the greatest things for people and just you know finding a passion. So I always found that interesting on the, the nihilist approach. Um, but we could, yeah. Um, um, who was it that said it? It might even have been Jordan Peterson, but. Uh, so that we've been having all we've been talking about in this country for the last 60 years is is civil rights yeah and that's good in mm-hmm. certain respect but we haven't yeah. had a conversation about responsibility and meaning since the 1950s yeah and you can tell people are are hungry for that because i mean we have a generation of of young adults that are like in their late 20s and 30s now that are children they're yeah adolescent no longer yeah yeah and it's like like i I feel like i'm probably 23 maturity wise 20 whatever age that people graduate college typically i feel like i'm probably in there somewhere which is good because i would have said like like two or three years ago i was probably like 14 yeah (laughs) yeah i was i was i was younger and it's like when you get married and have your kid that's like where maturity you're like it's not even about me anymore it, that's it, i was just gonna say yeah. like how is it having a kid and yeah. like because that's what it is is you have to i've always i've thought about this for a while like well i don't have a kid but yeah that's when you really become an adult is when you have a child because that's when you realize i'm not the most important person in the world anymore it's true this this little creature is yeah in the and, family unit too you know and it's like and it's not about me and it's like so it's interesting is like you know when he's born and you know, he's our first, and there's this natural oh shit moment, you know, and it's like, and this little guy comes, but it's like, you learn so much about yourself from patience and temperance, all these sort of like virtues and attributes. Yeah. It's like, you know, just, you know, this, like this love that you can't give anywhere else. It's weird. And it's, it's, you have to have a kid to know it, but it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, my whole day is yeah. selfish. My whole day, I just do whatever I want. Which is, I mean, self-interest and selfish are two different things. Right? No, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But like, I just like I could imagine having a kid because yeah. I mean, I have nephews and like yeah. I watch them and like even like for like two or three hours and I'm just yeah. fucking exhausted and I can't wait to get rid of them. Yeah. But I, I, I love them unconditionally. I'll, you, you would die for them. But yeah. it's just like okay, when are they gonna nap or leave so that I can go back to reading or no, whatever the hell I want to do? Yeah, definitely. That's why parents. But are and tired. when that's either forced upon you or by choice or yeah. Maybe you didn't plan on it being so all-encompassing, but like having a kid just seems like whether you like it or not, this is happening. I yeah. think that's how people grow up, and like yeah. I can't wait for that to happen to me. Yeah. It'll be a super eye. You will, and I, it'll be I, at least for me. It's, it's one of the, the best things ever in my life, and I think yeah. you know I wish it's the same for everybody, but I think a lot of people feel that way. And you know, this guy, this little dude, you know, I think gives you purpose. Yeah, and that's interesting. I, yeah. And I think that's the thing because it's like. Minus legacy and work and all that stuff, but you know, you have this guy that you could really, who depends on you, looks up to you, who knows nothing but love, and it's, it's like half your DNA and yeah, I mean, like all that. It's just like it's it's just cool because it's like you know, to me that's just that drives you know me, and that's that's where my purpose is anchored around. Do you find yourself uh, trying to raise him with maybe certain things you didn't have or that you wish you had? um material things or like um, like i keep trying to get my nephew into like like i'm I'm gonna make him i'm gonna make him he's like he's five yeah i'm like oh he's gonna start piano this year oh yeah. and he's like weirdly ambidextrous i'm like oh he's gonna learn piano he's gonna learn jujitsu he's gonna learn this because my parents didn't make me do those things and like i look at other people i'm like 
like, oh, you can fucking speak three languages, and yeah. you're like, damn, like, you had yeah. such a way better childhood than I did. I think that's, I think, um, generally speaking, that's natural. You want the best, you know, and uh, my wife, you know, she grew up in Latvia, you know, under the, in the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. so... Really? Like, uh, 80s? Well, the Union, Soviet Union collapsed in 91, so she was born in 85. Okay. And so how she grew up is different, so, like... A lot of the times you ask that, it's like you want to give things that you didn't have, you know, but, you know, whether it's piano or material or, you know, to me, it's like, I just, if he's happy doing whatever, you know, like, if, hey, if he wants to do piano, cool. If he doesn't, I'm not going to force him. Mm. It's one of those things because, like, yeah, in hindsight, like, like me and you probably could have played less video games growing up. I probably could have traded that for <laughs> something more <laughs> valuable, but... You know what? It is what it is. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's only fourteen months, so we have. A <laughs> you know, we're just sort of just. Doesn't have a video game addiction yet. No, no, but it's just sort of enjoying the moment, and you know, it's more about to me more about the family experience and bonding. You know, so I try to. My wife's actually really good. She really tries me get off the phone and just say, just spend, spend family time, just enjoy the moment, you yeah, know, because yeah. every moment's unique. Like any time, like after 5, after 30 or whatever, work, you're done. It's, it's so invasive, and it's just like, my boss, is, you know, he'll, he'll reach out, if I answer, he just will take it, so he'll just take my time, so. Yeah, really especially for think. someone like you, because yeah. I know that you're like me, and you get, you just, yeah. have, you have these obsessions where yeah. like, this is all that exists right now, and I'm going to yeah. just, yeah, yeah I, I know, I'm, way too self-sacrificing and the things that I especially the things that I love especially like in sports and like well I'll I'll throw my body in there and I don't care what happens to it yeah like I'll just I'm gonna keep doing it until I you know I think it's again I think it when we're talking for it I think healthy obsession is good but it never will replace my family yeah it's always minimum I find myself trying to direct it now like I because that energy is there and it's gonna be on something so like, during, like, the first two weeks of quarantine, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, two weeks, I'll just fuck off for a little bit, and then I'll do some other, and yeah. it, that's the way it worked, thank God, yeah. but I was like, I'm just going to play video games for just two weeks, and <laughs> that's all I did. That's good, though, you know? But, like, that, that laser beam is was pointed at that, and yeah. it's like, I can't just do it a little bit. I have to be just, yeah. I, I see, like, you know, if I train this much every day, or do, you know, this, what, yeah, well, I, I can be having, this good. Yeah, and, I think having focus on something i think it's good and it's and it does provide that meaning it like yeah it's that goal oriented like okay i'm gonna be here one day i'm gonna be that whether it's work or whether it's a martial arts or anything you know whatever yeah no i agree with that yeah Yeah. protest and there's a lot of people like no you're you're evolving yeah and there are other people like no protest is a protest you know martin luther king wasn't violent it was you know you could do protests correctly well he was at well he was good in that he knew that it would devolve into protest into yeah. riot so he was very adamant about yeah. non-violence yeah just it, like how gandhi was yeah and it's i think if people liberals you know democrats actually condemn that and condone didn't or you know condoned police your own you know it's not even like defund police it's like hey we don't need to tear down our own Institu- you know, not our own institutions, but our own cities, you know, to get a point across. You know, when you see a bunch of, like, white people robbing Foot Locker in Santa Monica, it's, it's like, like... what does this have to do with it? What does it have to do with anything? It's like, it's to me, it takes away from the, the movement, and which is unfortunate. And, um... Yeah. I don't know. I think it, you know, it's... I think you could probably send an all uh, brand for Like, you know, we recognize it. You know what? Most people, you know, whether they're right or left, I believe most people are actually more centrist 
they're maybe slightly ref. You know, you got the assholes on both the right and left. Especially now, I think people yeah. like crave that. Like, oh, but people yeah. can actually talk to each other and like disagree, yeah. and yeah. so they crave that. Like, I've I've been telling like all my left leaning friends, like, yeah. if you think Joe Biden is a winning is a victory for you, you need to get your shit together because he barely won, yeah. and it's not because half the nation is a bunch of racists. That's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, if. If the Republicans run in like what 2024 with a centrist Republican, they're going to wipe the floor with you. Oh, they're going to wipe. The if they run like a John Kasich, um, it, it, like even no, for me as a liberal he, person, yeah, if yeah. it's John Kasich against Kamala Harris, I'll probably go John Kasich. And I am never voted Republican yeah. on anything. He's just a, a decent guy, and it doesn't have to be him. But yeah. if they get their shit together, and if they have any decent, and the thing is, there there actually are decent people on both sides. Yeah, That's the thing is like. Um, it's it's unfortunate because everything is really about just actually creating more divide. Even like you go on TikTok, Instagram, and even things like you know, you like red states or the poor people and dumb. And it's like that actually just um, makes it worse. Well, it makes it worse because it's confirmation bias, but it's like without context. I don't know. So I think if both parties like here realize, hey, you know, black lives, you know, they do matter, obviously, and you know. In which started from black lives and actually sort of evolved into like police reform you know but majority of all big cities actually have done police reform yeah. and they're heavily doing it and like it's you know you can't move a battleship 90 degrees at this yeah, time exactly. you yeah, know exactly. and, and like you look at like la they just hi- like their recent um the recent cl- uh, cl- class of like uh, cadets it's like the most diverse ever it's like two white people and everybody else was like every you know and it's like that's progress. That's actually one. It, they're reforming it. Oakland and San Francisco, they're reforming it. You know, so it's like, yeah, like almost like I feel like that never gets communicated. You know, yeah. the outrage is amplified. Only, well, and, it's because and, it doesn't sell headlines. That's true. Yeah. It's only only the bad things get yeah. told because that's yeah. what people click on. And probably the reason why I don't listen to the news anymore is watch documentaries. And me Netflix. either. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I, people are like, "Hey, did you hear about this?" I'm like, "No." But what was it on? Or, I don't. I don't. I don't listen to anything. Like even yeah. like. Things I used yeah. to listen to, I feel like either I don't know if I got smarter or they got worse, or yeah. maybe I just notice it now. But like I hear the the, yeah. the pedaling and the even like NPR. I'm like I don't want like what happened to NPR. NPR used to be fucking warm milk. Now it's <laughs> yeah, and, you know it's or like John Oliver. I used to love John Oliver, but now it's like really in my face, and I'm like, dude, yeah. come on, just tell me, just tell me what happened that day, yeah. and that's it. Like I don't yeah. need your opinion on it. Yeah, and that's I think that's. Um, I'm going to segue into a different topic and not to divert from the wokeism, but, um, so it has to do with, you know, the segue of like, you know, this outrage and like, you know, all these, the news and it's, it's, it's crazy times now. And granted, this is sort of way off topic of it, but it's somewhat related because you have like media who used to be mainstream, but it's not even mainstream anymore. It's traditional. Because mainstream, there's actually more people on YouTube and social media with more followers, so it's how you want to call mainstream. And I think one of the biggest issues is social media is um, there's lack of journalistic standards. So in normal media, they would have editorial and journalistic standards. You need that, and you know you could have bias. That's fine, but you should have standards. But now that there's content created freely, and people just regurgitate crap and they send it, you know, both sides that it's essentially unfiltered. And they're saying statistically that fake news goes through social media six times faster than real news. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we're in a society now where this technology is enabling just 
there's so much information that half it's disinformation or misinformation. It's like it's it's almost a censorship in itself. Even my, just, um, if you look at the, even the algorithms, how it just gives you what you want. So it's you know I feel that you know to correct the discourses, there needs to be some kind of oversight on even the social media on that because it's like yeah. if you look at human behavior, and I believe it's like. It's just for appealing to like the animal reptilian mind for just people. That's what uh, Tristan Harris said: is that it's, yeah. uh, it's uh, they're they're racing towards the uh, to the spine to the to the base of the uh, brain. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So, um, I don't. I've been asking a lot of people because I. It's like one of those things that everybody knows about now, but no one knows how to fix it. Like I ask people all the time, like, how do you fix homelessness? Because everyone's always complaining about yeah. it, especially in the city. Yeah. It's awful. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, what do you bad. do about it? Oh, well, you got to make these people just got to get jobs. I'm like, yeah. yeah, great job. Why don't you run for yeah. mayor? Yeah, so, that won't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but like people like yeah. same thing with with like social media. It's like, like I talk to my, my I have quite a few friends who work at Facebook and I'm like, like I'll complain about them. Like, well, yeah, yeah Mark, Zucker, he's he's they're making big, big steps to change this. I'm like, that's their whole. Uh, that's how they make their money mm-hmm. is on these types of ads and collecting data and yeah. kind of manipulating yeah. people. Um, I forget who said it. Uh, it might have been Tristan Harris too. Where like you as a person are not profitable to Facebook if they're not collecting your data. It's like like a tree. A tree is beautiful in its own right, yeah. but it's not worth anything as a tree. Right. You have to in most respect, it. you have to. Yeah. It's worth way more as wood. It's worth yeah. way more as paper. Yeah, yeah. And you are worth way more as data yeah. as they collect you. So I don't know how they're going to change their their ad policy or. They, I don't think they, they, they will. Change their whole they, have no, they have to. They have to be incentivized to. Exactly. And does the moral compass of the society is that outweigh corporate interest? I don't think it does. No. I think um, government has to step in, and I think it has to do because it it's like it's. I think it's a catalyst, an amplifier for outrage. I mean, there's a lot of other things too, but I think social media is definitely not helping. I mean, people's times are spent on these things, consuming information and they would consume people that you know who listen to them you know that's how it is so it's how do you change that i think the government needs to have some kind of oversight i don't i don't have solution but yeah, there's got to be something i'm usually not like a huge but like it doesn't i don't think there's any other way it just doesn't and, seem like because they're not gonna they're never going to change for their own good and i hate to always i don't know this, again this is just an example but with the if the legal system figured out if con- these content people were suable for bad information. Could you sue them for like libel and or so not libel? Do you but, treat um, them as a a publisher? Yeah, because you label them as a content provider. What's the difference? You know, the disruption is we just took the power. We just we just took eyeballs essentially to a new medium, and there's mm-hmm. been no oversight on that, no regulation. So, let's say you have a YouTube um you know, YouTuber or Instagrammer with like 10 million. They could say some pretty like nasty stuff, and they could, ten million people are like they could just gobble that shit up, and like you know, should they not be liable or responsible for the content they say? I mean, that's more followers than like say CNN. And at the same time, you don't want to you know censor anybody on there. Well, I mean, over you know, censorship is you know, sh- censorship or like shadow banning, which is like the new form of censorship is yeah. that's different, you know. Um, that's like, I don't want to hear, but having regulations, regulatory, like, here's a conduct we all could agree to. That's, you know, 
that's what I sort of miss is that like when this 24-7 news cycle, it's just like it's in your face. People can't remember a news cycle from two days ago because there's so much information. It's just all reaction. That's why it goes right to emotions. You don't have time to process yeah. it. You don't have time to think. Like I miss like the investigative journalism, like real thorough That's interesting. Stuff. They're like, yeah, you don't have enough time to think about something. So you yes. literally just react to it and then yeah. you don't have enough time to think yeah. critically about that's anything. Why headlines so it's are, off to the next That's thing. why it's all clickbait and headlines. That's interesting. And yeah. it's, I don't know, that's just my sort of you know belief, but it's like, and that's a bigger conversation. There's like everything given to you. If you can't, who has time to check it? You know, you have to, there's a inherent trust on that, but now it's like, it's, it looks like. Oh, and there's no way. It's, it's a needle on yeah. a stack of needles. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So. I wonder where it's going to like, because it's actually a pretty new medium. It's only like. 15 20 years old max i mean well brand new current, but like, like 10 so i'm say, where let's say going. 10 really when 10, it got like yeah 10 big, years big, right? yeah, yeah yeah so i wonder where it's gonna go like like so i don't like i usually don't care what like the idealist response to it is like say like the religion thing we we're yeah. talking about where like uh people who are saying like well, no no like christianity was actually pretty decent it did some bad stuff but like it kind of put together society and whatnot but it's not like we're not going to just, everyone's going to be Christian again. The cat's out of the bag. Right. So what happens next? Like, I like, and it's not like you're going to put in a social policy that makes people do something. I just, I always kind of think like, I don't really care about that. What I, what I want is somebody who can predict like what's, what society is going to do next with this thing. Like yeah, what are beliefs, what are beliefs going to be like in 20 or 30 years? Yeah. It's going to get way worse. Same thing with social media. Um, well, actually, that is something we can do a little bit about. But how does that evolve or devolve in the next 20 years? Do we just look, keep racing towards the bottom, yeah. the base of the spine, and keep manipulating yeah. people further and further and further? Because it's not like these things are going to get worse. Like VR, people don't even have VR yet. If you yeah. thought video games were addictive before, yeah, wait till VR and if you thought you didn't have meaning before, I mean, that's what video games do. Like yeah. They provide you with meaning. They provide you with ritual. They provide you progress on something that's why kids are addicted to well, i think they provide you with fun you know meaning and fun i think a little bit different um right that's my my take but you don't think meaning a little like say like like world of warcraft yeah you don't think like well, i think it was highly fun and addictive don't get me wrong um but you know you don't think that like so like they give you that maybe maybe it's all just a dopamine rushes and like how like they work them like slot machines, but you don't think it provides you with like no, I think it, I, I think a little bit of meaning in there. Like, um, no, it does. I think there's an identity. You, you well, I mean, exactly. Yeah, so you identify with this character, yeah. and you, and you can make yeah. it better. And then oh, yeah. and then you meet people who are just yeah. like you, and like yeah. you have like I, I played video games for a while, and I, I I didn't play World of Warcraft, but I played like first person shooters, and I have friends like in Florida who are. Fucking awesome. I would invite him to my wedding. Because yeah, no, those well, are people you talk to for like eight hours a day yeah. sometimes for years. And yeah, they're that, like some really yeah. good friends. Yeah, and I would think, you know, that's more just, so just a new way how to come up with a social group. Meaning, yeah, community, yeah. all those things community, just yeah. pile on. So you seek it yeah. elsewhere. And, yeah, um, that makes sense. Um, I can see that. Um, it's interesting on every topic. It doesn't matter. I've always, The more I learn about it, the less I basically say I don't know anything yeah just like I know nothing it's like because every topic is so complex and there's so many angles perspectives like who knows all that yeah I always feel super cliche when I say and I say it a lot and I feel super cliche because that's like the first thing you learn in like intro philosophy classes it's like like, Socrates it is Socrates it's like 
I, or he's the wisest because he knows that he knows nothing. Exactly. And he goes around all the townspeople and like, yo, no, you're the smartest. So like, tell me, like, what do you know? And the guy was like, well, I know this and this and this. He's like, oh, well, you don't know anything. Yeah. So it's like, it, I always feel super cliche saying it, but you don't like, and that's like the, even in my own life, like that's why I like to start. I've been starting a lot of new things that I'm really bad at because it's good to be a beginner in something. Totally, yeah. Because you just get you get humbled and humbled and yeah. humbled and over and yeah, over. Yeah. Like in jujitsu, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm strong. And uh, I remember my first week, I got my ass beat by a girl, and it wasn't like yeah. I thought I could just strength my way out of it. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, all right, I'm not going to go easy on you this time because you kind of hold back. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to match your strength yeah, and like yeah. see. I was like, no, now I'm now I'm actually going to beat you. And then she like arm bars me again, and like my arm's super sore. Yeah. Motherfucker, and like. All like if I'm trying to do that in just one yeah. aspect or another in my life, like I well, remember, being humble and, hum- and having humility, I think is a great attribute. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it has to. Well, for me at least, yeah. it's hard for me to just do it. I have to have it like forced down my throat. Like I remember when I got into graduate school, and if you ever want to argue with anybody, go to graduate school and philosophy, because yeah. like, those are all the annoying kids yeah. in your class. That's all they want to do. All together, yeah. it's like, hey, I have an opinion about this, like sure let's hear it yeah let's let's go and i'll tell you all the reasons why you're done yeah and then like you're like oh shit i'd like yeah. i'm not gonna hold that fine and then like you get a new idea yeah. and then you're like ah this is this is the one this yeah, time like, nope, and, like nope, by yeah. the way that new idea that i just taught you here's Dumber. another reason why you are stupider than you were before yeah. and like after a while you're like okay maybe i'm just not gonna hold any ideas because i'm just afraid or you of- just don't talk to that people because i think it's more their ego they want to be a right. lot of it is they want to yeah. be right instead of it's like you know, they just want to throw a bunch of, like, phrases. In yeah, well, I mean, there's a like, difference between, like, dialectic and, like, sure. debate. Because I was in debate club in college, and those, I thought I was good. And then you get yeah. into those people uh, like, that makes sense. who debate, know, yeah. like, all your, who can catch you in logical traps. Yep. yep. And you just, your my yeah. eyeballs are spinning and cross-eyed yeah. the whole time. Like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. sort of head fuck you. Yeah, it's like, I've been arguing with people since I was, like, 11 yep. years old. And these people are just like, like, what kind of childhood did you have? Like, how does your, <laughs> how does your mind work like this? Like, yeah, I one? literally have been arguing with people about religion yeah. and all kinds of shit. Since I was ten years old, and this yeah. person just mopped the floor with me, and I have no idea what happened. Yeah, you're like, whoa. Like, yeah. did your dad like? Did the is this like, on that yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like, was your dad? Were you like, is like Soviet Russia where you woke up and just debated every day, every second of yeah, every day? That's and, funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Um, this, and then like, I remember my first class that I ever walked into in graduate school. His name was Anand. One of the uh, just one of those people you look at and you can see in their eyes. They're they're just. Their gears are spinning at a way different rate than you. Yeah, yeah. And he started They're talking about level, like, yeah, yeah he's, exactly. He started talking about like panpsychism, which is like this belief that there's a, there's a qualia, like an experience of what it's like to be for literally everything, even down to cells. And it's one of those things where you uh, you're like, oh, that's stupid. And then what, someone's like, what drug is he on? Ex- and then they start explaining it, and then it starts making way too much sense. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, and like your mind just starts just breaking into pieces and this guy and uh, like it was my first day i'm like oh i don't belong here this is not this is not the right place for me but um i've been thinking um actually i I wanted to ask you a question is there so you when you look at society are there any um and i'll give you an example uh are there any beliefs that people have like widespread that you think need to need to die or that maybe maybe they don't need to die maybe they're they have their purpose maybe that are um widespread beliefs that are like super demonstrably false that like for me um and like i said i i'm open to these being wrong i just 
I, I question yeah. people about it all the time, sure. and I, I usually get back the same weird responses. Like, for me, um, like, the existence of, like, a soul, or even, like, you can go further, like, free will for me is one of those things, like, everybody believes yeah. in it, and to yeah. me, it's just, I think it's just, like, the, the silliest thing ever, and I always like to talk to people about it, because I wrote my thesis on it, Yeah. and everybody believes the same thing, where they're like, yeah, of course I have free will, and then I'll, we'll talk about it for a little bit. When you get into the, really, the, how the subconscious works. How the subconscious how works, how you, how ideas yeah. uh, just yeah. kind of express themselves in your mind, and, like, I'll start talking to them, and then they'll be like, oh, damn it, <laughs> like, what's happening right now? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a big question. I would have to think about, you know, something, I'm, I mean... There are, there are probably a lot... What was the question? About values or beliefs? Beliefs, yeah. Beliefs? Values, anything like... Like for me, it used to be like the God question was like, why do people believe in this? So then I kind of yeah. like, you solve that and then mine goes into like, um, like you could say like the soul. Like why do people believe in souls? Yeah. Um, so those... Yeah. I always am attracted to the same... Like why do people believe these things that are... Like when we dig into it, there's nothing there. And... Hey, yeah, I mean that's a... That's a, that's a, I'd have to think about that one. I can't just name off. I should give these like ahead of time. It's like you know, yeah, that would have been. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like, like this. If you want an interesting read, Wikipedia free will, and you're like, who writes this stuff? It's like the most like. Who, Wikipedia is like sorry, it's, but it's like interesting. It's like who has that much knowledge about anyone's subject? It makes you feel like so stupid. But or do they even like take the time out of their day? Yeah, like who's yeah. doing this for free? Yeah. Um, no, but like you know, free will and soul. Let's just stick with that one. Sure. It's more like a it's like a construct, right? But I think is I'll, it, I'll call I, it like a, an illusion. Like yeah. you, you think it's there, but it's not really. And well, I think it's like um, has to do with spirituality, you know. So if you're gonna try a to lot of it's academically like, yeah. come up with it and like, well, there's no proof, then. But I think there are like there's. A, I mean, there's, I think, a value to be had that there's essence within people that give it a soul and identity. Now, you could say, well, those are just fragments of building rocks that have, like, different hormones and chemicals and interactions and experiences. But, I mean, that's a cool answer, but it's like, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, that doesn't, I mean, if you, again, if you look at, like, your son and, like, okay, it's just a bunch of chemicals in his head. But, I'm like, this guy is so unique and you could say him as a persona is a soul. You know, I think it's, um, it's. I could see it from that perspective, not like the literal, because like you know, Elon Musk is there's no soul. The body is the soul, or something like that. So, you know, I mean, well, but, it's like that religious. Yeah. It's that same argument we have with with religion and beliefs. Yeah. Like, do I really want to like just destroy the foundation of this person? But just because like you yeah. know, either logically it doesn't make sense, or yeah. scientifically it doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, but again, it has utility. Yeah. So it's not like right. I'm going to convince everybody that there's no free will, and then yeah. their their yeah. response is always the same. It's always weird. Like, oh, so you can just go around, yeah. Like nobody has any free will. So why do we lock anybody in jail at all? It's like that's such a silly yeah, response. Like, I think that most people just generally don't they just know don't about think it. about that. But it, but, but you, we need to treat people as if they have autonomy, yeah. so that even without yeah. free will, they act right. as such. And you go. Know, I think the point you said is I think there's a a certain degree is like there's certain things it's like why break it the soul doesn't hurt anything yeah, right? yeah like it's no like, it's like it's like one of those positive things where like generally it's like yeah it's so it's like 
neuronic breakdown to its molecule level and like that's it and it's like okay let's leave it to just philosophy classes and thought yeah. experiments and like yeah. widespread like just fucking let people have it i'm, I'm way more like that yeah. as i grow older or like i'm just gonna let like i it took me so long just to be comfortable with myself and be happy that like why and maybe that's why i yeah. was so argumentative yeah but why am i gonna go around making people miserable for no reason as long as they're not hurting anybody yeah and i like, think i mean it's definitely good to challenge things but it's like you know like free will is different because that's more of a choice but a soul is there's definitely more of a, a human essence within it where free will is like hey that's just me making decisions for and you know yeah. like me not punching you is free will and like that's a different you know yeah. uh, i think free will than soul but the free will argument actually can i've heard i've read a couple a lot well, a lot, a lot on it yeah. um but uh, a lot of people argue with like like say if you argue like maybe you're just really actually unlucky to be born with the mind and circumstances mm-hmm. of like a sociopath or a serial mm-hmm. killer and it yeah. kind of changes how empathetic you are to mm-hmm. people like that and changes yeah. how maybe we do uh, prison reform or something like that yeah. so it actually can have social con- uh, consequences yeah, yeah. Socially, in that respect. absolutely so maybe um, we we focus more on rehabilitation or maybe we don't yeah. just lock people up and throw away the key maybe we put more into research and so it does have yeah well i think you know some like, implications there i don't think you could get down to like a first principles of breaking down free will into no, yeah you know what i mean unless we found it in the brain somewhere yeah like where does which, that like reside is there a and, gene that says here's a free will gene you know yeah yeah um but i think applying it in the greater thing of like how does it apply into social you know structures like prison yeah. you know i think there's i think there's merit in looking at that one and just having a common, you know, belief system or a common, I guess, terminology or definition of free will. And I guess maybe that's the hard thing with, you know, philosophy is because, like, what is the, how far do you go down to establish that baseline? Oh, people will go down as far yeah. as they want to, to annoyance. Always, yeah. It's always annoying. So, um, yeah, so going back to beliefs, I mean, I think there's, uh, I think beliefs that are, I mean, I think the easiest. One, I mean, the thing is, like, are we talking about just at the world as a whole, or just like California, U.S.? Like, what you know? Cause I think there's in humanity, there's certain beliefs that, like, extremism is a belief. I think that needs to go, and I, yeah. I don't think any. I think everybody, I think, universally agree to that for the most part. You know, like and, um, how well, just like extremism you know like most everybody from like religious extremism like isis and you know you know stuff like that just just that thought process i think um is something you know that doesn't really go well in the world have you ever read uh uh richard dawkins selfish gene no yeah yeah it's super long but um i do audiobooks it takes me a while to go yes um but anyway there's chapter 10 i think is when he goes, he basically argues it's, you know, biology at the genes try to survive. Evolution mm-hmm. happens at the gene level. Anyway, it doesn't matter for this. But in chapter 10, he applies that same theory to how ideas work mm-hmm. and how ideas spread and evolve. And, like, mm-hmm. an idea, I'll hear it, and that idea will use me almost like a parasite, like a host. Mm-hmm. And like Inception, the movie. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, exactly. So yeah. I'll, I'll start convincing myself, like if I like the idea, yeah. I'll start justifying it to myself. Yeah. And then just like a disease or a virus, I'll, 
I'll, what's the first thing you do with an idea? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell him, and I'm going to tell him, and it's going to evolve and evolve, and it gets yeah. stronger because I'm going to justify it to myself the best way, yeah. and I'm going to spread it to you. Especially if you have him, external and, factors so, amplifying that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think that like in yeah. in the in the form of like extremism, that happens a lot, especially with beliefs. Like it's happening. Like we talked about wokeism, it'll happen there too, where it will purify and purify and purify. Yeah. And, like I'm more Christian than you, and I'm oh, I'm no I'm more Christian. Like yeah. I I'm gonna live the most Christian life. I'm only gonna wear what is it like that scratchy ass fucking wool, and I'm never gonna sleep with anybody. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be the most Christian. Exactly, yeah. I'm gonna be the most Christian ever. And now you'll see yeah. that with no, I'm the most woke, and like there's just like like I just saw on like AOCs and like yeah uh, uh, Kamala Harris's Twitter page like. It's just this like this weird pandering of like they have their 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 uh, gender identity on there like mm. she her it's yeah. like yeah I get it Kamala yeah. Harris I get it you're yeah, a she her and that's I, you talked about this last time but that does speak to you know the left eating the left that they're which they're they're known for and it's but that's that's what all ideas do when they get extreme yeah. is they start they well, start purifying and then you get that that break that schism in the in the church I, you know? I would say so but I mean there's now there's different ideas that mean different things so one that you know for extremism like we gotta you know, kill infidels or i don't know whatever yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing but like there's certain ideas and ideals like you know that are like inherently good i would think you yeah, know yeah. virtuous mm. that's better for society like you know fairness and you know equality those are those could be you know, in respect, interpersonal things, those are, I think, could be passed on too. That doesn't necessarily be detrimental. Does that make sense? You know what's weird is I haven't put almost, like, I think about ideas all the time and I study them a lot. I almost put zero thought into actual good ideas and how they spread. (laughs) I've almost, I just realized that right now, I've exclusively only thought about bad ideas. I mean, it does have both ways. Good ideas go the same way. and um, it's no different than probably how you know things go viral nowadays it's very similar um but i think it's harder for you think it's harder for good ideas to spread like enlightenment ideals like it took a long time to build those up and um no take your time um it took a long time to build enlightenment ideals and now like they're kind of eroding and it's like it's like it's gonna take a while to build that back up again so it's like yeah, I feel like, like you said, with fake news versus real news, yeah. it, it does it take six? I mean, is it maybe? And I don't know. I mean, bad ideas spread six think, times faster. I think it's so complex because everybody's different, different levels of understanding, education. You know, it's like wh- what is constitutes even a good idea? Because I don't think you know when you're born, here's two ideas. A baby's gonna know which one's better. They're just yeah. ideas. You know, like what level the culture play and morality play into it. Um, no, so and like what is you know i think a lot of these you're just mentioning about you know aoc and um kamala harris you know it's like where is what's the perfect society look like my understanding is a lot of them think it, it's just constantly we're gonna just you know we're gonna break down every institution make them better but it's like what's your foundation it's like where do you keep going to like it's good enough. What's that? What's, yeah, what's good enough? All the time. So like, like, what's what's your ideal? Like, what's the yeah. end of the road? Yeah, and that's like, what missing. Like in business, you're like, all right, you know, the gap analysis. Here's what we currently do. We're going to go. We want to bridge it, make a plan. It's very concrete. You can see it. It's very clear. It's on you know? paper. Yeah, um, but now I ask people like, that all the time, especially like left wing friends. Like, yeah. what, hold on, what's the goal here? Because yeah. I'm supposed to follow you blindly. Yeah. 
and just believe everything you're saying because you're the most yeah. virtuous person in the room. Yeah. But you don't even know what your goal is. And when yeah. I ask you, you go cross-eyed. Like, I just ask you, like, a yeah. fucking riddle. It's like, hold on, what do you mean? What's your five-year plan? Where do you want to be in the end? Yeah. Like, what's... But, yeah, this goes back to what I was saying before. It's like, I don't think... I, people think through all the first order, second order, third order consequences of things. You know, so back in mid you know 2015 or like the 20 teens whatever when you see like college campuses and like you know all this it was weird because it's like you have college kids yelling at college professors who are like be bashing for like you were the first person that i knew that (laughs) that uh i think it was like 2011 2012 where you sent me an article about the uh like college kids just screaming at people until they got off stage and I remember I looked at it and I was like, I think I wrote something just so dumb. Like, <laughs> like uh, I'd rather have that than, like, than like yeah. white supremacists take over. Yeah. And I remember, like, I went back and read that years later. And, and like, when everything, because it got worse. I mean, it's, yeah. all, it's, it's, I mean, it's the worst yeah. it's ever been right now. And I was like, that motherfucker was right. Like, he was right. You were right. That was, like, nine years ago. And people, like, I talked to people and they're like, wow, you called this, like, three years ago. I was like, three years ago is easy. Yeah. It was right there. But, yeah, like, nine or ten years out, ago. It just it's it's a slippery slope because it's like you know like you mentioned like brett weinstein you know what happened to him and it's just like that level shouldn't happen and like you see primal it's too it's animalistic yeah and it's like these you know kids who just have and they're just throwing their weight around and it's pure emotion there's like no discourse and these professors who believe in almost every cause generally what they want you know who are just trying to be rational about it and reasonable about it or just getting like shut down and it's just crazy and you know and it's like when you start seeing you know reverse segregation it's like what i just read in like it was a new york state university next year is going to offer segregated housing to but even like harvard has students you know african-american only graduation i'm like what are you doing what are you doing this is opposite i mean so i mean it's just it's it's crazy it's it, it is crazy and yeah. for those like some of those professors that get like yeah. chased off college like yeah. brett, brett weinstein if yeah. you ever if anybody maybe i'll, I'll put a link to it because it's fascinating to see it like on youtube because they yeah. filmed it yeah and he he speaks about it after he's like i didn't think they would be so stupid as to film it and then actually release it and they did yeah and you can see and he filmed it himself and he knows what's happening to him as yeah. it's happening, and he's walking so, out, yeah. and he's like, "That was fascinating." And he's talking to like his yeah. students, or he's like, "That's fascinating what just yeah. happened to us." He's like, yeah. 200 years ago, they probably would have killed us. <laughs> like, no, they would have ripped us yeah. limb for limb. They would have hung us. They would have burned us yeah. at the stake for witches or yeah. and that's, whatever. That 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 de-individuating that people do, and they form a collective against. Yeah, it was more of this mob mentality. This total mob, and, and it was not him. It was the principal, and like the dean of yale was forced to you know quit like brett and his wife had to like this is granted this is years ago but they yeah. had to move because they got death threats. oh not long ago it was 2017 yeah okay but yeah now, nowadays it seems like it's forever yeah exactly um, but you know it's, so it's interesting is you know, just seeing this like you know society's bend and mold to this and it's like i think it takes away from legitimate causes and things you know now it's like that's every, what i mean like so yeah. i criticize this and people are like oh well you must be like i get called right wing all the time now by my friends it's, yeah it's not right wing it's, like, it's like exactly i'm just like no hold on you are yeah you're doing this all wrong i we want yeah. the same thing i think yeah but you guys are just well fucking i mean crazy yeah. i think the hard part is people like nowadays because people outrage culture cancel culture it's like 
some people you eventually got to put a foot down like this is just stupid you know yeah. it's like and you gotta do that and you got to, people now take the brunt and like i think outrage culture and cancel culture are like 99 percent of it's stupid you're targeting people who generally believe in your cause and maybe they did blackface 20 years ago for halloween where that time was not a big deal yeah. like jimmy kimmel the guy was like the biggest progressive anti-trump guy and now he's you know got you know cancel culture and stuff like that so it's like i don't even know i didn't even hear about that one yeah i mean so you get it's just you know it's crazy and my interesting now with you know with biden as you know president like is that going to come back is it going to come back like tenfold you know and what are the consequences you know and you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So. It depends on, I mean, the whole, it depends whose team they're on, too. Because, yeah. like, six six months ago, everybody hated Kamala Harris. She was a total, well, now it's, ripping a record, but now she's yeah, on our team. So, yeah. So, yeah. And what's interesting is, going back to the book I mentioned in the beginning. Um, the Righteous Mind? Yeah, that he was talking about, like, you know, people are only understanding altruistic in their own tribes, in their mm-hmm. own beehives. And it's usually never cross. So yeah. everybody's like, um, you know, maybe like fuck Camilla, but now she's on my side. Oh, good. There's like, but it's like maybe, maybe we can never be fully one as like some ideal. Maybe yeah. it's just we gotta be close enough and be have your friend hand you know, do handshakes and that's yeah. as good as we get. gonna start another war so we all come together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, no, I mean, I don't think there's a civil no, war. No, 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 not a civil war, but like an outside war. You know, yeah, usually um, the, the easiest way for the planet to come together is one if there's when a, you have an existential threat. Exactly. Is usually um, one of the things and. It was interesting that the book tribe I read that Sebastian Hunger. Yeah, it's a great book. And I thought it was interesting that the those Iroquois Nation that in times of peace, like you have a a domestic president come in, do all affairs, but second war comes in there, they come in, the war chiefs like right, we gotta do this. Then second war's over, domestic people. It's like maybe the system like that might work better, you know. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, and it's like I don't know, it's uh, interesting but you kind of account for human nature. Those are always the systems I like. That's what I. Those are the kinds of systems and mechanisms that I always kind of tell people about and and push for is systems that account for human nature and incentivize people to do the right yeah. thing. And yeah. it's always like yeah, as opposed to like I call it the libertarian argument where like yeah, you know, I always know when I'm about to get in an argument with somebody because they'll say something like it'll start the same way. It'll say, well, people should just blank. You know what I mean? Like, they'll say, well, people should just this. Yeah. And, like, but people don't do that. Or, yeah. like, it's like the homelessness thing. Well, people should just get jobs. I'm like, well, you just solved zero problems ever. People yeah. don't do that. And that's yeah. not, like, hardly yeah, nuanced clearly, at all. It's clearly working. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, just go tell each and every one of them that. Yeah. And we'll see how how great the world is after. So it's like, I, I hate that that response and um, um you're talking about like truth you know that was like that was like one of your truth telling yeah yeah like one of the aims i guess um was like get to like truth it's like the x-files mantra and the truth is out there you gotta find it um <laughs> you know i was thinking about that a lot and it's like is truth like the only thing is that it you know it's like if you got the answer like then what to yeah. me it's like it always i was thinking like how does that tie it into ethics and morality you know, it's like, how does truth, you know, because like, you know, there's a lot of truths out there, you know, physical world and stuff like that. But like, new morality is like, how do you conduct yourself, you know, right and wrong. So I was thinking, I was thinking a lot about it, especially after I read that book. I was like, made you think about a lot of, you know, morality. It doesn't matter. Well, I think it matters, but it's just like. To an extent. You know, it's like, I think everything's always in context of something else. That's just my thing. Is like everything is like you gotta like know what to put in context with, or else 
like everything nowadays is like out of context you know so you know it got me thinking about that so what do you like what were you thinking when you were talking well, that's about the, though that's the the art for Miz yeah. conversation just yeah. um yeah it's like what at what point well the, when when me and andrew were talking about truth it was more like we have to have a collective truth mm-hmm. at least a baseline Mm-hmm. That so that we can all operate as a society. Like if I go and s- hit somebody or spit in their face, I'm going to get arrested for assault. Yeah. Like that has to be. And of course, well, those are tied up in the laws, so yeah, you can't sure. easily break that down. But to the point where, like, half the country hates the other half, and yeah. or can't even agree, or can't even have like a simple conversation because yeah. their baseline facts aren't there. Right. I mean, does that? How much worse does that get? to where we can actually work as a cohesive society. Because like you said before, we don't exist in tribes before. Like you can only have, what is it, like 150 personal uh, connections with other people before it starts to, I mean, that's, that's the amount of connections you can hold um, uh, personally. So once it gets bigger than that, how do we conduct ourselves around people that we don't know right. in a larger society? And government alone can't do that and we know that biologically because governments and religions um evolved if that's the right word uh uh in my in i guess in my mind simultaneously so they kind of balanced each other and one was a moral system and one was the the lawful system to tell you what to do uh or what you can't do you don't think they're for the longest time they're tied together moral law was law i think it yeah but uh, government alone you can't like well, yeah, well, of course they're tied together because your king is your ruler. And the, yeah. But what gives your king the authority? Yeah. Oh, well, I got my authority from, from yeah. God. Yeah. And it's like that old, like, well, well why? And it's like, um, where does that that that, uh, that authority come from? So unless it's, like in our site, it's easier because it's elected um, and we all have a say, quote unquote. Um, whereas opposed to them, they just kind of took it. You know, it's like... Um, what does that say? What is it? True detective? Uh, religions existed ever since one monkey looked up at the sun and told the other monkey, he told me to tell you to give me right. your share. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know how we pull people back together to just, because that's all I want is the baseline of understanding, that base, baseline truth telling. Mm-hmm. So it's like journalistic journalistic standards and truth like how do we even just get people to agree that this is a fact and this happened yeah so that's like a like a, a standard in journalism how do we stop clickbait how do we stop mm-hmm. you know like we all have to get back to where at least this is true like yeah. did, did is trump the president or is biden the president half the country actually if i think if you took a poll it'd probably be like a solid 25 percent or maybe of just voters, maybe it's less, think that, that Trump got robbed the election and and he yeah, probably. And, and cheated. Yeah, um, I mean, it obviously goes that, that, lines, that, that, but... Yeah, but it's that same I mean, thing. We'll where find out in January. It, yeah, it's, but, um, it depends where you got your information. and. Yeah. Um, no, I believe, it, I believe it's important. But, um, like, how do you... We have to have that base level of truth anyway. Yeah. And so for me, the way I... It, it's not perfect, but the yeah. way I find truth is... 
through philosophy and through science, but they were both work the same way. They both work in uh, self-correcting mechanisms that in, in, in science you have, you have a theory, you test it and it's, it's run through the ringer. Every, everybody else tries to prove it wrong and you have to accept that because it's through false. And the hard sciences, I think that's easy. But the soft science. So your soft science is like, yeah. um, like your your arts. I always tell people, yeah. um, sociology's arts. So yeah. in science, your truth telling mechanism, how you measure things, is mathematics. Mathematics, and then I think physics are your baseline. That, and then I think philosophy behind that, because philosophy leads yeah. science. Your philosophy of science, which is kind of strange. Um, and then so that's that's how you tell things are true. Well, we measured it here, and then we measured it here. So you yeah. have your mathematics behind your sciences, and that's yeah. why they're easy to tell. That's hard science. Yeah. And then in your arts, you have um, like what? And it took me a while to figure this out. But what are the what are what are your base foundation of the arts? Well, they're a little they're a little wishy washy and it's a little screwier. But I think it's your base of the arts is is biology because if you're talking about any art, it has to do with human beings. And if you want to get to the bottom of human beings, their life forms, and you have to study biology. And then after that, I think the framework, if it's a building, the foundation is your biology, and the framework of that building is philosophy because things have to make sense. Sure. So you use logic too. But now we have getting back into (laughs) digging into universities because I think they're fucking crazy right now. Is like you have like, I I don't want to brag on anybody that got a gender studies degree, but like what's your based truth-telling mechanism in gender studies. Is it biology? Because yeah. last time I read, those people don't like biology very much. Not right now. So yeah. where, what do you, is it all subjective? So, do you just make it up? Yeah, interesting. That, I think it's a, a good topic. Um, let's talk about that after. And uh, just on the, the truth thing, mm-hmm. now, I, I get your point. Like, There's got to be some kind of baseline, whether you know, first principles or something that says, hey, here is... You know the truth is based on science, the physical world, natural world. But I don't think there's such in the social world, such in cultures. And this is why I say I think it's truth plus how you what's your morality on things. And that's just my thought. And it's because like you know, say Muslims versus Christians, they're saying, well, I believe in Muhammad and Christians, Jesus. That's their truth. You know, it's not you can't anchor that to math and stuff. Yeah. But if you have one billion people believing in that, and if collective you know, the collective masses, that's all it takes to get consensus in truth, you know, generally. Yeah. And they say you're the one. Ma- the guy said, "No, it's wrong." Are you the outlier? Of if it's you know you so versus what, a billion, what mechanism so, do you bring yeah, so what is, through to come out? So I mean, like, what what is truth then in that, in that context? So you mm. know, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, has to do with societies. I think is truth but also their morality and morality and ethics how they conduct to oneself i think that's the important thing and that's where it goes to like western christian or western society versus so i don't know enough that's, answer that's about interesting because that, that's i mean that's what religions are, are they're yeah. moral communities that right. tell moral stories that's why right. you have like yeah you can read into any story in the bible and you get you can you bring out you can take out base archetypal concepts mm-hmm. that you can apply to anything and that's yeah. what they're for yeah and that's bring it back all the way to the beginning of the conversation um, when we destroy that then what's left and I think that's yeah. a lot of what's happening is we have destroyed that and yeah. maybe that's what we were talking about yeah. um, weirdly how that came around actually that <laughs> so we don't have that base morality we don't have those base moral stories we don't have that base religion anymore. Um, so what holds us together? Is it just yeah. we're all Americans? Is so it, we're all gonna just read the Constitution every day, or like? 
but yeah, I mean, like what makes what higher, what higher level ideal or yeah. principle or um, collective thought, whether it's education, intelligence, is supplanting that. Yeah, you know, and can it? You know, and it's like yeah, yeah. I think point. when you get into supplanting that, um, and you're like, hey, we're highly, you know, we're the most educated, you know, society, or at least generation of all of them, and we're smarter. Every city is smarter, but you know is what we're going through now potentially a fallout of that i don't know mm, yeah Maybe. i don't know and it's like because yeah. like if you you constantly change everything and you don't have anchor on any foundation or a principle then what you know what is it now granted a lot of things need to be changed a lot of institutions need mm. to change for the better but well, a lot of people yeah. like there's a huge uh, social constructionist wave going yeah. through right now where yeah. everything's just a social construction yeah and a lot of things are yeah. like i call them i don't call them social construct i call them intersubjective uh imaginings i guess i don't know i, I got yeah. really into intersubjectivity in college and um it's basically things that are not objective right they're subjective but we all believe in them like yeah. like money is uh, is intersubjective borders and countries are intersubjective they yeah. don't exist but we all accept them wow. um yeah it's interesting so yeah. um so like with people saying that everything's like social constructs like the way we raise kids and things like that but not all those things maybe they're social socially constructed but that social construction is based on on innate biology so like if sure. we were to wipe out all humanity and start all over again a lot of the same things would just yeah. reappear maybe not with the same names but they would just happen the exact yeah. same way or very close yeah. to the same way so you can't yeah. really call them oh well that's just a social construction so we can just change it and yeah. we can yeah. we can manipulate society to our choosing that's a dangerous idea because mm -hmm. if you manipulate it the wrong way um like say with communism we're just gonna have everyone be equal and mm -hmm. well yeah. the way that manifests itself in reality through the 20th century is people just end up tearing each other apart and get super tribal and yeah and people die of starvation and like yeah. so i don't care what the ideal is like well, how does this play into biology um i i just i hear that social construction argument all the time and it's it's i feel like it's 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 flawed it's baseless um so, some things are social social constructions though like the way uh i mean you could be like fashion or something like i don't care yeah and i mean i don't know enough about that subject but i mean even like if you think about like we'll, we'll take fashion like a lot of things in fashion are socially constructed but the way that colors the no, way, that, the the way that yeah, yeah human beings interact with colors yeah, yeah. the fact that t-shirts generally have holes where my arms can go out like yeah that is based entirely on biology yeah, you can't just... really... no i know you're saying i get yeah, the idea exactly. i still know the underlying philosophy but or the movement um yeah i think there's social constructions for good and i think there's ones that were good or maybe and they need to be revisited you know so i remember not this it's a segue but you're talking about andrew yang last time and yeah. you're like hey you have some good ideas you know like what are good ideas going forward and you know just good because they were even like i don't know if ubi is going to work so yeah but, but it's good that it's different you know what i mean like and i, I like the ubi idea because it it it, it was across mm -hmm. the board like everybody can jump on like well, let's get rid of government programs and get people check and then yeah i think social people are like oh i think i can jump on too so like that kind of bipartisan appeal right. i think is really good i think um so finishing off the social construction part is that if I were to maybe come up with a policy is maybe there's certain institutions that you need to revisit every 10 years, make it a policy, mm -hmm. just like census. Hey, you mm -hmm. revisit every 10 years. Yeah. 
um you know because it's like is this still working like <laughs> why well, are we and i think and because like as our our collective psyche gets better and maybe we're more empathetic and like hey we really did screw up people and you know a lot of this social social a lot of the policies and whatever had a lot of social impacts that's know? interesting going yeah. all the way back to the 60s you know like you could you know, there's you could look at it from different lenses and say you know you know african-american single motherhood went up purely from the great you know, great society in the 60s now there's like they can't pinpoint it but it's like the number's gone up you know and that's interesting like uh, yeah so yeah. like we got rid of all mental health hospitals like what yeah. is there any underlying so well, I mean, it, it manifests itself differently so like it's hard to it, pinpoint what what yeah. problem it may have caused i guess is my objection well i think i think like is homelessness up due to us closing mental institutions well, how, how, yeah. how do you prove that like and i think it's one of those things where every policy is always flawed but you don't know the flaws until time goes by and you can have mm-hmm. measurable results so maybe like in 10 years every 10 years we'll here's the top 50 things that need to be reviewed and just do a census and hire a bunch of people and just like, we need to work on it. And I don't huge know. Of research. I mean, that, I, that I, makes sense though. I haven't thought anything about it in terms of, but it's just like, like a concept. No, yeah. that, that makes sense though. Cause it's like, well, we put these things in place and then it's totally based on and, ideals. Like yep. you don't know what you're incentivizing. Yep. Like what was it? Democrats in the late nineties mm-hmm. um, started getting huge. What was it? Uh, larger payouts to like single black mothers but mm-hmm. what they really did was incentivizing right. incentivized right. being a minority who yeah. is who is single and a parent so they become dependent on it and it made everything just kind of way worse and i think i might have butchered that but no no i mean in generality that I mean, so I think like you have, the, you have you the know. best intentions going in but what actually happened to your policy in the long run yeah and i think you know a lot of these policies there's inherent good you know, obviously, 94 crime bill, Biden obviously signed that. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to redo it. And I'm like, well, maybe doing this tenure thing would get rid of all these politicians trying to undo things they did. And granted, there was, I think there was a lot of gangs in the 90s. Most people your generation, or I say that because you're younger, probably didn't know that the Crips and the Bloods and these gangs had like rampant strangleholds in cities. You know, mm-hmm. most people just don't have that context where other people do. So... I think that's one thing, and um, yeah, it would, it would be better if we. I think this is where you're going. Like, um, it'd be better if in politics we gave politicians a mechanism where they can admit they were wrong in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, we would, may have been wrong about this because right now it's pandering too. Exactly, yeah. and, it, and it's like political suicide if somewhere yeah. if Joe Biden were to come on, like, hey, we actually kind of fucked this up. Yeah. So if we introduce like a mechanism into politics it's where self, it's a system, it's self-correcting. Oh man, version. now you're speaking my language. <laughs> so it's just an idea but it's like you know because it's like it's interesting you get all this pandering like i think biden's like i'm gonna just do executive order and get rid of um you know fifty thousand of student loan for everybody i'm like that's good you know and it sounds good and you're like why not here's it's all a the pros. but to me now this comes a tool to use to get votes for the future why wouldn't the next person like fine i'll do that to you and do, start paying out hand out checks to everybody else so i think there's a negative consequence in that but going back to the ubi thing um i'm actually against it and Ooh. so i think i think it lacks i think solving the problem lacks creativity i think it's a unique concept but i think that when you look at people so Andrew Yang actually he was talking about hey it's just, it's similar to like a corporate dividend and stock the same thing um, but that's a nice analogy but in reality it's I don't think it is because as we go through this modern economy the fear is automation AI it's going to displace a lot of people so the best thing we can do it's, is it's the basis of his argument yeah right and 
that's all the futurists are saying. We're going to this singularity event where computers going to be smarter and people. We don't need people anymore. Um, who was it? It was the VC guy. Who's the the venture capitalist? I forgot his name. Uh, who said that humans are not scalable? You know. Mm. So it speaks to that. Now you're gonna have displace all that. So let's just give them a thousand dollars a month. One, it's like okay, one million people. Okay, a billion bucks, not a deal. Hundred million. I think giving it is no different than like welfare. What do you think? Because it it undermines people's you know desire to have purpose. If I give you a thousand bucks, but you're like you can't work, do anything else, or whatever, then it's like okay, I it's like. So the one percenters and the ten percent in that industry could get all the you know all the gains and they could do fulfilling stuff, but everybody else like, well, we just place you with automation. Here's a thousand bucks, go away. Doesn't think it seems like it does nothing. It would erode you know meaning. a lot of people's worth. Yeah, and, and that's and where and that's why you see suicides going through the roof and all this. I was going to say, I, 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 so I'm this, wondering what what it would do for suicide yeah. rates. Uh, the, so this one because uh, suicide rates are going up now. Well, yeah. granted, people are locked away, but. People it's are getting, go getting more, paid and yeah, can't and, go to work, and yeah. I think a lot of people, given the chance, wouldn't. I mean, yeah. if you had the choice to go to work or not, yeah. it actually, I think, it helps to get be forced, forced, I guess, to yeah. go to work or have to go to work, because yeah. otherwise, what kind of weird shit would you get to? I think yeah. there's a certain amount of the population that would probably just wall away, get super fat, and yeah, but I think there's always the people who just want it and do nothing, and I think that's what a lot of problems like. Hey, these people are just you know they're not contributing to the collective pie but or, i think or is there gonna but be i think the underlying thing is it takes away people's purpose yeah i think you're and i right. think if you really want to make it fair make make a ubi random so we're going to randomly take out 60 million people of the market but just because you went to harvard you're randomly just as susceptible to someone else at the mm. bottom where you can't work we'll give you a thousand because like, again you like you got a bunch of say you know, truck drivers. That's one thing. Autonomous trucking. There's two million plus people in that. Okay. Yeah. Well, my belief is I don't think they're ever going to uh, bridge the gap and just start coding. No, I mean, no, so if you look at Silicon Valley, they hire the best 0.1 percent coders. I mean, there's no way to, getting two million people, two million truckers who probably don't have the time, the capacity to get into coding. They're not going to, you know. I just don't. I can't see that. I just. It's just not possible. You no. know, and especially if artificial intelligence starts writing code. You yeah, I was gonna say it's. It's you, only so long before where the software, this modern economy based on knowledge and software, they're who's who's say those group of people are not going to be the industrials or the agriculture people. You know, you get this hyper concentration of wealth of just the people having, you know, you know, slivers of software in between all of our lives and just controlling everything. You know, so I think. I think. UBI is not creative. I think there needs to be more creative um, mm. looks and it's more, at least more thought into it. I mean, it yeah. sounds good, but I I think... Um, yeah, I th- like, when I heard it, so yeah. like, I, li- I like the idea because it's, it's creative and yeah. and it, it's bipartisan, but there's always like, I think the you just articulated the, the alarm bell that went yeah. off in the back of my mind. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so, but at least like... Yeah. At least it's not the same shit we're doing all every year, but yeah, but like, yeah, like I said, that's I have that alarm bell going back in the back that, of my mind. Like this is gonna end terribly. Like, yeah, this is not like the same shit. This is like legit fearful that automation. You know, so either you know you make policies, and I because like if you if you apply needs, if you use Maslow's hierarchy needs as like a, a mental model, 
in terms of like most people, what they really want is just have a job to take care of their family. That's like basic, right? Mm-hmm. That, that provides the rest of it, food and stuff like that. I think a lot of people here, they miss that part, especially in Silicon Valley because they have a lot of money and whatever that, well, let's just throw a thousand bucks. They're cool. They'll be happy with it. And it's like, no, that's most people, even in, they just want jobs. Even in Politico did an article about the Great Society in the 1960s and they said, one of the greatest things to actually elevate people is we just, people need jobs. And if you take There's away jobs or you just, you, you know, marginalize them to a gig economy where they're just barely making it and they're constantly getting squeezed because Uber constantly squeezes transactions. And it's like, you know, is this really where we want to be? And I, I don't know. I, it'd be interesting to see what happens. And I yeah. think policy has to step in. Yeah. You know? I think I talked about it last time is, uh, you've all know Harari. He's, he's the one who wrote Sapiens. I, th- I might have even quoted him last time on this, but uh, he, he said, I, he's like, we need to stop fighting, you know, the communism versus capitalism debate because that was a 20th century debate. Yeah. And the 21st century debate is not going to be... The, it's uh, human relevance. Is, yeah. is not, yeah. the, not the, yeah, the, uh, not the people taking advantage of workers, but the irrelevancy of the yeah. worker. Yeah. And, uh, um, and my, my uh, weirdly enough, my right-wing, right-leaning friends, my more conservative-leaning friends are always like, well, there's always going to be a new market. There's always going to be a new market. And See, it I might. Say, I say the opposite. Yeah, so yeah. it's weird. Like, I'm, I'm so, kind of in the middle where it, it might, so, but also we're dealing with a new, new thing that so, yeah. where we're actually building something so, to replace so us. So I would, I would argue against that. And here's why. Because traditionally, creative destruction, new technology, which this creative destruction makes new markets, mm-hmm. it's always done in the hardware space. Okay. So you make you got something that's going to do better. You need manufacturers to make manufacturing and people and production to make hardware. Okay. Trinkets, microwaves, TVs, tractors, whatever. We're in software where some people can just write code and do all this stuff and they could undermine every business model out there with code. So, I mean, WhatsApp, basically, they offered free, essentially, services bypassing, you know, the... the Service providers like telecom, by and it's like a hundred people that sold out for nineteen billion with hardly any overhead. And- yeah, and so I mean, you could have a hundred a company of a hundred coders, just you know, doing autonomous driving or whatever. Just for example, I mean, so software is different. Software is different than hardware, and it's like you know, it concentrates. That's why you look at all the tech companies. That's why they're just crushing it because they could copy anything in code in like four months. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're just selling you that. Couldn't, you couldn't if you couldn't manufacture a new car. If, you know, and with cars, you had to pay for material and people. Well, all that. And, 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 no, so engineering and that factories, tooling, blah, blah blah. But my point is, I think since there's concentration, I don't think what has Facebook created. Honestly, mm-hmm. hasn't created anything. It creates a, a mechanism for content. How do you what what market that has created out of that? Now, I mean, you could then there's e-commerce, but Facebook didn't think e-commerce. That's always been around. So. I just, I don't know what new things are going to come out of that. I think more people will be displaced in the long run than new markets coming out of it. Because, like, in marketing, they said there's nothing else left outside content marketing. Hmm. You know, and so it's interesting. It's like, and there was an article years ago I read that there hasn't been enough innovation in hardware. There's not enough new people, things for people to buy. And it's all been, like, manufacturing. Yeah, well, I've, I still have the same phone I did. Yeah, I, I have an X-Phone 10, and to me it's good enough. And Apple tries to I think kill I it to give me yeah. update, which I hate Exactly. That, you know, it's like... But it just keep getting uh, new stuff on the same thing. Yeah, yeah that's so, interesting. Yeah, and, like, they said in robotics, China is buying 50% of the world's robotics. So they're automating, like, crazy. Hmm. And they're going to have a big issue, too, because they have... 
300 million migrant workers that go to the cities and it's like they're just accelerating the, str- the problems that we have they're going to accelerate it too and so it'd be interesting to see you're asking like the people who look at the future they're called futurists they're actually people who actually they think about that you know they'll, it's actually someone's job to do that yeah sure. it, <laughs> where do they work they're usually consultants and they mm. and once they people hire them but it's usually people hire them to how do you how can i evolve my businesses to stay relevant you know with today's generation but interesting be interesting to see where um you know it all goes and the impacts on society and you know i was talking to a group of people that the one thing that people have is the right to vote that's their strongest thing that's their one voice. And you get a bunch of them together, you know, people feel marginalized or whatever. You know, and look at what happened in the last 10 years. Imagine the next 10 years, you know, what technologies could do. And, like, you know, so I'm, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't know. But yeah. um, there will need to be some creative solutions. And I don't think just hel- uh, helicopter dropping cash to people is it. I don't think that's creative enough. Like in Israel, they have the thing called kibbutz or something like that. With these little communities that are self-autonomous. Where everybody basically, there's no pay. You can you have contribution for an output. Maybe there's some form of model that works, you know, because it works there. So it's it's probably closest utopian as possible. But you have to get you have to be invited in the community. But you have a job. You have you have a you know role into this greater community. Is this a smaller community? Yeah, uh, you could Google it. It's like kibitz or something. Like that. Yeah, usually um, those things work on a smaller scale. Yeah, and I, obviously you can't do it, but you know it's like. I mean, it's just sort of shooting from the hip here, but in just stream of consciousness. But I have no idea what's going to happen. But um, who knows? Um, let's see. Um, give everybody. You said uh, the righteous mind. I'll count that as one. Do you have any uh, other other good reads? Yeah, a couple, maybe two more good reads for um, people. people so ask I think for them. yeah. So there's a book, um, uh, Why Nations Fail. It was a good book. I have it. I haven't read it, but I, yeah, it's a good book, and it. I read that years ago, but it basically says that um, capitalism with a democracy is proven to be the best um, political economic system ever in history. And they basically, it's a Harvard professor, MIT professor going through like 15, 15 years of working to go through every society and saying be good for people to read, especially now because it's yes. like capitalism is the enemy because yeah, it I think creates so much inequality. Yeah. But also, it's like they probably say it in the book, like... Uh, there's never been a famine in a capitalist society, which is good. Like they they talked about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And so, so I think that's a good one. We don't relative. we don't realize how hard food was to come by for most of human history and well, even in like modern, you know, and it's you look at how many um, starvations were done by pure pursuit of government. Everybody knows, like generally, I think everybody knows. I don't even know how well people even know their history anymore. Just you see on TV, you're like I don't even know what the Revolution no. War was, but. Um, you know, like obviously Mao like starved like fifty million people, but Mao starved, Stalin and, Stalin did that in Ukraine with collectivization. Yeah, I was just gonna say he did that with he, he, yeah, I mean, he so and rounded up all the peasants and yeah, and it's there was no one left to farm and what like I, I can't remember it was like 10, 10 million yeah. people starved like yeah, it's like, it's like do you understand how many people that is like it's, people think that that Hitler was one of the most evil people in history. No, Stalin's got beat. Hitler, well, yeah. granted the war killed a lot of people, but he killed six million Jews yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and yeah. a bunch more million people. Died in the war because yeah. of him, but yeah, people that died under that kind of thinking in the 20th century is in, in the hundred of million yeah. of people. And what is interesting, it's an unfathomable is, number. And history is interesting because it's a lens of to what can happen potentially, right? If you because patterns happen in history, then mm-hmm. you know if you get 
back in the 30s when I think Stalin was going through this you know, socialism thing and you may know better because you're a history major but everybody in the US like praised it and they're like that system's working it's working better for people but they didn't know they just starved 9 million fucking people and collectivized all the farming to you know I mean there's That's a lot part of, of the, they don't they you only hear what they want you to hear yeah in, and in the one say you know even system. you know like in Nazi Germany like how many businesses contributed in selling materials to the Nazis Obviously, they didn't, I don't think they knew about the concentration camps until after, but, you know, Brett Weinstein, this is a complete tangent, but, you know, a lot of a lot of companies are amoral in that sense. There's all this sort of wokeism, hey, we have this conscious capital, but, it's like, Google, they're not, which they're not in, I think, China. To get in China, they would do that, and would, but China is, like, they're concentrating camp, like, a million Uyghurs, re-educating them. I mean, that's... So Google, I think corporations generally by and large are amoral. Brett Weinstein actually was talking about that on Joe Rogan podcast. Not saying all of them, but there's a lot of them. But it's interesting, you know, when you look at the history of the world and you look at it, you know, I think that is lost in context to, you know, if you apply it today and you know, people are just, you know, pissed off. But it's like one argument is like we still live in a great time and we can make change without like destroying the system, you know, yeah. and. So, I mean, like, the one argument I really hate and might piss people off with, like, people call, like, people on the right are, like, Trump, like, Hitler. I'm like, dude, that's, like, it's, it's probably hyperbole, but I go, it's so fucked up, you know? I go, he's nothing like it. He's no. You want to go see some fucked up shit, go do a, a museum in Ukraine where they talked, where they showed concentration camp pictures, especially for kids, what they did. It's, like, mm. the most fucked up shit in the world, and you're like... That shit needs to stop. And I go this that narrative, and it's just like we are nowhere near. We might be, we have differences, but we're nowhere near fucked up as Nazi Germany. Yeah, and it's, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it's what people don't. Yeah. It's. I mean, you yeah. have, we saw people alive that went through that. And it's, yeah, I would be interested to hear what they have to say. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, people are are soft, softer. It is, no, yeah, and it's, it's a softer time, which is good because that means times have been good. But I wonder if yeah. if if history kind of repeats yeah. itself because we make each other yeah. soft through you know good times and then harder through bad times, and we just keep cycling through. Yeah, I mean, history like peacetime, you usually promote more equality and stuff like that. And it's called the Pax Americana. It's like the last seventy years post World War Two has been like mm-hmm. the best world history. The, the great, what's yeah. it, the great peace or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, minus like a couple of things, but generally. You know, human history is built on conquest, and it's been like the quietest. You know, so I mean, I don't think there's going to be World War Three. Not until honestly, China in twenty years catch up to our military because we have the best military. No one could touch us. That's why I was going to. That China one will be. Uh, China is interesting to watch, and it's not like yeah. You know, they're, they have that's what I hear is that everyone's worried about something else, but what we should be worried about is China. And yeah, I don't know what I don't think we war with them people always no, say no we, we, we won't go war but it's like no world war three will be fought with nuclear weapons and world war four yeah. will be fought with sticks and stones is what they always say yeah they say yeah i don't know nuclear but i think self-assured destruction is a, a yeah. great uh that has actually proved to be pretty good yeah. reason not that's that actually people. one thing i want to bring up forgot was uh, where do you think science shouldn't go Everybody's like, hey, you know, touching today's narrative. That's interesting. Yeah. Science is, you know, hey, we don't believe in science. You know, there's a lot, not we, but there's people that don't believe in science, the climate change, but put that aside. Where should science not go? That's a good question. Nuclear weapons, obviously, is one of them. 
there's more damage than any good. And I know it's a good again, deterrent. But again, but we're pretty close to nuclear fusion right now, which is going to change the world. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Energy, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, is AI one of those? You know, which subjects? It's, science well, it's not that same. It's that same format of the every question we've had or everything yeah. we talked about is we could talk about where it shouldn't go, where it can't go, and that's actually yeah. that's a good thing to talk about ethically. But yeah. there's no stopping it unless we unless yeah. there's it's gonna be what it's gonna be, and um, so that's the, at, at the bottom. That's how I feel is we're basically just standing here with notepads, like oh man, man, yeah. look, look at this. Um, I mean, there, you could talk about science shouldn't talk about group differences in IQ. Science can't talk about which I, I, I don't I don't really have an opinion on. Science shouldn't talk about like transgender issues right now is, is a strange one that science just can't we can't get into or like the yeah, politicians yeah. won't let us talk about like study gun yeah. violence or something. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I think the other question is what happens when science contradicts modern narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a question. Uh, give me an example, like uh, so. For example, um, this is just headlines, not my example. But there was an article. There was a article on this study. It was a half a million new people were studied, and it was done by like big universities, and they found that there's no gay gene. There's not one particular gay gene. Which there was sort of this narrative of hey, you know, gay is genetic. It's a very touchy subject. Yeah. But now science is saying that, and they're actually saying, no, it's a bunch of genes. There's a bunch of things in the environment. But actually sort of refuted this narrative for a long time. Now, granted, you know, I believe they're, you know, who they want to be and all that stuff. I have to disclaim that. Of course. You know, but it's like you get these instances where um, science actually goes at odds versus the current narrative. Yeah. So, you know, you have two, it's like this dichotomy because you, people like believe in science because if you're not, you're an asshole. But the science actually uh, contradicts a social thing. Oh, well, you see that all the time now. Yeah, it's like, it's you're, like, you're a science denier if you don't believe in, in climate change. Yeah. But also, men, but, and, women, men yeah. and women are the exact same. And by yeah. the way, you can't. But biology, which is science, and it's like, oh no, no, you can't. That's a hands-off subject. Yeah. Right? So it's. it's it very, seems like well, it's good that it changes, which is yeah. so. That's a tough one. It, it, yeah, yeah, it changes. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that because I don't have an answer. Yeah. Because. It changes over time, which is good because people kind of, when you yeah. tell people they can't do something, people yeah. kind of just do it anyway. Yeah. So that you have those people, but also you have people just controlling the narrative for the whole nation where yeah. people actually yeah. believe that now. And, and, I believe and you're not allowed to, it, you have this political or social ostracization that happens yeah. to those people. And you have to actually be really courageous to study some of these things. And I think so. And a lot of academics who do get curiosity, and curiosity is one of those words like, be curious, go explore, but just don't touch these subjects, right? It's one of those things where yeah. it's uh, it's interesting. Don't like, who controls the narrative and, like, what is the ultimate goal? We talked about that. But, like, so Brett Weinstein's brother, talking about narratives, his brother Eric Weinstein. His brother is probably he's a PhD, the smartest smart person I've ever heard speak in This guy is getting, he's getting ostracized by the physics community because all he wants to do is come up with a model that challenges the standard model. Hmm. To me and you, like, that. Okay, so what? It's so fucking. It's like trivial. It's like go for it if you could do it. But yeah. all these and do physics. all these top physicists are like, no, the standard model is it. We're gonna push you out of academia. Well, that okay. So that, that's that's. Uh, I mean, it's like so. This is more ego than it has to do. With science is full. No, I know, ego, but there's. Yeah. That's, I think most people don't realize is there's full of ego, but there's actually 
little consensus generally in a lot of science, especially like especially, COVID uh, and stuff like that. There's all these academic opinions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's very interesting. Especially, uh, t- especially like in science, uh, things that shift paradigms. I don't know if you ever read uh, Thomas Kuhn's uh, Scientific Revolutions. That's he literally puts it in that book. This this is how science works. You have your um, you have your uh, accepted scientific theories. So say it's physics. Yeah. You have your scientific theory that's accepted in physics. Then it doesn't really work for everything anymore. So you have to kind of branch out, and then you have a few people come up with a few theories and then they're ostracized he even yeah. talks about it yeah. they're made fun of yeah. whatever and then they come up with theory that solves all the new problems and all the old problems because yeah. that's that's literally yeah. that's the definition of better it solves mm-hmm. the old problems and the new problems so yeah. it's better and then there's a period of chaos in science yeah. so you lose all the order uh, we don't know what's right or wrong anymore mm-hmm. you go through this period of turmoil and then that becomes the new scientific paradigm yep. and it kind of circles around yeah. um, the book's super interesting how it uh but basically, it talks about science as being cyclical, and uh, pro- I, I would call it progressive and cyclical. So I guess it would look like yeah. a spring. I right. guess it kind yeah. of forms up. But it's it's weird seeing that happen, especially in physics, because not a lot's happened in physics in the last no that, that's forty or fifty Eric, years. That's, that, that's yeah. Eric Weinstein's argument. He goes, "There's been no major breakthroughs in fifty years." There was a this thought like string theory and theory everything was an attempt to bridge the gap between standard model and like quantum. He wants a, he wants a theory of everything is what he wants. He wants to understand how the universe works. Yeah, he and, wants the, the base. He wants our base code yeah. for the universe. Then, so it goes into one of the greatest blind spots in humans, and this is uh, Ray Dalio's. If you read Principles, great book. It's mm. a good code how to do. I'll put personal, that on as your third book. Yeah, good personal and professional life. He's like humans have blind spots and ego. And you got to know. You got to know your blind spots and you got to know your ego. And Interesting. Whether you're highly academic, whatever, people have them and. You know, it's like, why would, do you think people, like, your whole point, let's say Eric Weinstein, as an example, he proved that standard model was wrong. Do you think all the people on the other side who are against it, they're like, oh, okay, and they just adopt it? Or is there some belief inherent in their mentality that anchors them onto that? Hmm. You know, because people, this belief, they anchor, you know, it's interesting to get into this, you know, the belief thing, it's sort of full circle, but it's like, how many people just gradually, okay, good, and that's it, we're cool again, or like their foundations, you know, really shaken. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And as soon yeah. as you through a period of chaos and yeah, you yeah. need to um, return back to order, and it yeah. takes a long time for that new model to come. But the good thing about science is if he has a theory, yeah. you have to prove it wrong. And if you can't prove it wrong, it yeah. just keeps pressing it forward yeah. into yeah. scientific literature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, I guess to close you out, uh, um, I'll ask something that I'm asked to everybody because uh, I think it's cliche and about you know love and whatnot and uh, what's um, actually since we've been talking about meaning what's what's the meaning of life? That's a good one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say either. I don't, I, I don't know what to say, but uh, I would say yeah, it's not more what is meaning, but like you know what helps you find meaning is you know. Finding what makes you happy, I guess. Finding what makes you happy. Yeah. Love, compassion, whatnot. Yeah, all that. I mean, there's not one thing. It's not formulaic. You know, yeah. it's a thing. So Interesting. Just, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's it. All right. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been yeah. fun. I appreciate so, it. We'll yeah. do it again soon. I mean, I could, we could... Yeah, I got more. I mean, I'd love to do it we'll, again. So. Uh, we'll go for I'm another... I'm curious to see if I've been called racist or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. By the way, uh, you've lost your job. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. And... Uh, 
we'll see what your opinion is on UBI when you come back. <laughs> well, after yeah, after losing really your job, I'm willing to look at anything and change my opinion. So I'm just that's just my first thoughts. But you know, I'm not an expert in anything, so I know nothing. So. <laughs> that's a good way to leave it. All right, man. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, sir.